Hey y'all and welcome back to Katie on the flip side. This week is going to be a little bit different. Cullen and I sat down and chatted with you guys on our live stream on our YouTube channel Cullen and Katie and we talked a little bit about marriage arguments and fights and communication, um, the silent treatment, how we handle conflict, all of that. It was a pretty interesting conversation, so I thought that it might be something that everybody might want to hear on audio only. So if you want to listen to that kind of content, here it comes at you. If you would like to watch the video from when we recorded it live, you can see that on our YouTube channel. It is called what is that video called? It is called Where Do We Go From Here on our YouTube channel, Cullen and Katie. So you can search for that. But here it goes. It kind of starts in the middle of the live stream. So um, that's why there's no beginning to it. We cut out all the random beginning of live stream stuff. And here we go. But I was listening to this one podcast and they said 70% of all communication is miscommunication. 70%. Of all communication and miscommunication, that made me start thinking about like how, like we've been working through all our stuff over the years and the miscommunication and the, uh, I'll say something one way, but you'll take it another way, and I didn't mean it that way, um, that kind of thing. And then we were talking about like the whole target balling thing. I don't know if we would want to jump yeah, into that. Yeah, we can totally jump into that. Do you want me to say what I have to say about that? Yeah. I think um, it's interesting that, like you just, what you just said, seventy percent of communication is miscommunication. That's a huge number. And I don't know what the number would be for, like, what percentage of that is actual, like, lack of communication, or one person thinking they're communicating. So I guess that would be a miscommunication, thinking they're communicating, but they're not. Like we recently just talked about something where you were like, "Well, you didn't say anything about it," and I'm like, "Well, I did. Like, I mean, I kind of did." Mm -hmm. And you're like, "No, you didn't." <laughs> it's like. I said blah 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 and you're like that's not the same thing how was I supposed to know that's what that meant I'm like well you just should have known um so yeah I think that's interesting and I think that is part of what we're working on and part of what our struggles over the past couple of years or maybe like our whole marriage we haven't been open with each other about some things because as far as like emotions and feelings goes because of things we've learned in therapy and stuff like, you know, the way you were raised and the way that emotions were handled in your household and um, the way that communication was done in your household uh, is going to affect how you communicate with your spouse. Or yeah, so, totally. Um, so that's what I have to say about that. Well, and it, it, uh, it kind of goes back to why I'm wearing this shirt and well, I'll touch on that in a minute, but like my dad was a very sarcastic person and like I... You always say I love you, love you because you make me laugh so much because I'm so sarcastic. Like, but sometimes that sarcasm can get taken the wrong way, especially if we're already kind of heated underneath the first layer. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be sarcastic about something, and that just sticks it right up her butt even more. And she's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you said that." I'm like, "I was just kidding, like trying to lighten the mood." And you know, it's just like it, it, sarcasm is one of those things. It's one of the four. What was it? The communication traps. The four S's: mm -hmm. silence, sulking, sarcasm, and sound. So, like, silence would be like the stonewalling or mm -hmm. the um, silent treatment type. Thing. Silent treatment, like um, or it, it's it, it, when I look at it now, it's manipulative, it's manipulative yeah. because of the way I see it now. But mm -hmm. at the time, I was like. 
pulling back because I didn't want to deal with it or I didn't want to um, go through the struggle or I had my own like reasons to not engage but well and I have to check myself now on it too because I'll find myself like not saying anything after we've fought and I'll have to like literally in my head be like am I intentionally not talking to him because I'm you know like stonewalling or whatever or and then there's sometimes where I'm like I literally don't know what to say because I'm really offended by what happened or I'm like offended by something you said or whatever it is and I will I'll have to ask myself like do I literally just not have anything to say to you or am I just being rude you know like could I bring something back up and and resolve it well and it also kind of goes back to the whole ego and pride thing for me too is like when I go, when I would go into the silent treatment days, I was like, I'm, I'm right on this, and I'm not gonna have to go and apologize for anything. She's gotta come and apologize to me, and I'm not gonna say anything. And it was almost like it was, it was. I didn't know how to get out of that silent bubble I was in to make things better without giving up my manlyhood or my mm-hmm. pride or mm-hmm. my ego or, and you know, once you realize. That's not good. And taking a, like when we get in arguments, we take a break. Uh, sulking was another S, um, and that's just kind of like saying you're you need to take a break, but you're like dog cussing her under your breath, or like you're just like, oh, I'm gonna go mow the grass, or like or I'm gonna go do this and that. Like okay, okay <laughs> it goes well, along with one of the things I've seen. It's almost like silent treatment. Well, that says like, are you actually married if you haven't loaded the dishwasher extra loud when you're mad at your spouse? <laughs> Um, because I think we've all done that. Like you get all, you're like, I'm just going to let you know I'm loading this freaking dishwasher. Yeah. But like, it's kind of the whole, like just moping around and making everybody else miserable because you're pissed off about something, you know, mm-hmm. like it's, I, I, that's how I kind of yeah, see it uh, too. It's like, yeah. you could, you could choose to get over it because you know, you've discussed it, everything's whatever, but you're just kind of. And I think everybody deserves a chance to kind of get over their emotions, but you, when you got a life and a family and all that, you got to kind of put a time limit on that. Yes. Well, and then uh, the next one was sarcasm, and I just saw somebody say my husband likes to uh, uh, argue, and I choose not to argue back. And, and that's kind of like not necessarily arguing. I'm, I'm talking about sarcasm. It's just kind of like lighting that fire, keeping it going. If somebody's already upset and you know they're upset, but you're just being sarcastic. To just kind of stoke the fire some more. That's where that communication trap can get okay, into. Okay, go back to that comment because part of this I see a little bit as a problem. So like, what uh, that my husband likes to argue, and I choose not to argue back with him. So that way we have never had a big fight where we're so mad at each other that we don't talk. So I mean, mm, I could see that being a obviously it's okay. It's okay to not cause a fight or like it, in a blow things out of proportion. But if you're always the one that's backing down and not expressing your opinion or not being able to, not being like allowed to have thoughts or feelings, then like you shouldn't, you shouldn't just not be able to argue back. You should be able to um, cordially discuss your, you know, communicate or whatever, because I feel like, I don't know. Well, and that goes to the other, the last communication trap was sound, which is volume and arguing and being louder and yelling to make your point. Like, no, I said this. And then you're just like, okay, I'm just going to keep doing the dishes and, Mm -hmm. you know, not say anything. And that's just a trap because that's just not 
healthy in any aspects. Um, um, this is a good question. My husband's biggest thing used to be when I would have something I didn't agree with him saying or doing, he would twist it where I was the one in the wrong. Have y'all dealt with that? <laughs> I don't know if we're ready to talk about that yet, but yes, we have. <laughs> that, yeah. it's, I mean, it's been... Well, and to your husband's defense, I mean, I'm not justifying anything, <laughs> here, but here I, here I go. I'm just like, it's not like I... Uh, what? How did she say it again? Uh, I would have said something. When I would have said something, when he would, when I would have said something, he didn't. I agree didn't with. agree with him saying or doing. He would twist, twist it where I was. So it sounds like you were saying you didn't agree with him saying or doing something like, "Don't." Um, that's rude that you did that, or why did you say that, or whatever. Then it. I'm gonna. I'm going to guess that what was said back to you was, "Well, you said such and such." Like that's how I'm taking it because right. that's kind of how like we Like pointing with out it. your faults instead and of like taking ownership of his own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it goes. There's a couple acronyms uh, about dealing with conflict, and this kind of goes back to how uh, that one comment we read earlier about the arguing with her husband. Um, but it, basically, we all need to deal with conflict, regardless. Like at the end of the day, you have to deal with it, or else it's just gonna ruin your marriage or ruin your relationship. Um, but DEAL was the acronym that I uh, heard on this podcast and the D was don't jump into it so like don't take the bait like if you feel like somebody's trying to pull you in with you know like um, I don't know like you'll come home or, and, or I'll come home after being gone grocery shopping and you'll say something and I'll immediately get like defensive or like just like try to argue back with you when you've had the kids and you've been trying to cook dinner mm-hmm. and you've been trying to do this instead of jumping into it like I should you don't jump into it and you step back and you take a minute to like put yourself in her shoes and think about like her feelings and like okay well and hear it and then explain the impact of behavior like I feel attacked I feel ambushed that's the E mm-hmm. um, so you're kind of you don't jump into it and then you explain like well, it's to me. It sounds like you've had a rough afternoon. <laughs> like, that's what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. Like, what can I do to help? Like, um, what's it called? Validating. Validating. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So then that goes into the A, which is ask questions to draw out the info, uh-huh. so you know where they're coming from. Um, in a, in in like a nice way, because I think okay, what I'm like picturing in my head as you're describing this, because I don't know if y'all are doing this, but I'm like taking this and imagining an actual scenario in my head of like this happening so i'm imagining you've been gone or whatever and i'm here and the kids have been crazy and they're getting on my nerves and everything is falling apart and you come in and you're like hey and i'm like hey well it's good to see you the kids have been running around everywhere and brooks just fell and bumped his head and blah blah blah. and like what was my intention of doing that that's what i kind of imagine when you said somebody's trying to reel you into an argument yes yes and i think that's part of the communication thing like don't take the bait so like don't take the bait but it also is on my part of communicating what i need you to like literally just validate of my feelings versus kind of that was seemed as if an attack on you of like, this is your fault that all this happened, which it wasn't. You were gone and doing whatever you were doing, even if it was that you were, you know, I don't know, doing something crazy. Regardless, it's like I could have expressed that in a way of saying, um, hey, I'm glad you're home. 
I'm just gonna tell you I'm really stressed out right now. It's not your fault. Um, I just, I'm feeling overwhelmed and the kids are driving me crazy. I really appreciate you going to the grocery store. Or I might even, if like my actual feeling is, I really wish it hadn't taken you so long because mm -hmm. it was really irritating to me that I had to stay here and take care of the kids while you got to go just have time to yourself. Or, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like what was the point of the uh, passive aggressive kind of attack, I guess? Well, and that leads to the L in the word deal, which is letting go of the need to manage the other person. Yes. That's so, what I've learned in the past. Let year. go, let God deal with you and let God deal with them. <laughs> so yeah, just well, you can't manage the other person and I can't manage you. I can just hear you and don't get drawn into you, your uh, attack if I feel like it's an attack or whatever and just listen. And Well, and I think initially, I guess like, so that goes with kind of what I've learned over the past year as far as what was what the L word? What was L word? Let, Let go. go of the need to manage other person. Okay, so this was a big part of the um, like codependent stuff is feeling like, and I explained this in some videos a long time ago, feeling like the other person's actions were like your responsibility. Like it's my responsibility to make sure he's not gone for too long or whatever else when it's kind of not. And I can only take responsibility for myself. So it's almost like I would allow myself to get more upset with the kids and more upset with the situation because I was just thinking how I was pissed off that he was getting to enjoy himself or he was getting to do whatever, you know, so I would be even more pissed off about what was happening. And when I realized that like, it shouldn't matter what he's doing or why he's gone, I'm still responsible for being in charge of these kids. And if I need help, then I should say, hey, would you mind if you are gone for an hour and then I get to go for an hour or, you know, whatever, yeah, like yeah. figure out a better way to handle it instead of just being pissed off, take control or responsibility of your own self instead of me worrying that you're whatever. I don't know. Um, yeah, I know that makes sense. Let's see. Oh, another thing. So how about the scenario? Husband asks, if you need help with something, just ask. Wife says, seriously, I shouldn't have to ask. This is going on an ongoing situation for a while. That's, I, I think that kind of goes along with what I was saying just now, too. Like, I, I do understand that perspective of I shouldn't have to ask because it makes you feel loved and taken care of for them to just know. But um, men and women are too separate, so separate people. Like, I could be in my TV box and you're like, you see the dishes are full of, why couldn't you just do that? Well, why didn't you just ask? <laughs> you know, but I wasn't even like on that train or like with intimacy or whatever the case may be. Like we've had that issue, I guess, if you want to call it that, or talk in the past and anything really like making dinner, getting the kids ready for school, well, know, and all I that think stuff. For us too, I think it had turned into a pattern of like me making a passive aggressive comment when I wanted help instead of just feeling comfortable. She said, oh, that answered my question. Yeah. I think she, well, you answered it oh, before I read it. <laughs> but I mean, I think that is an important part of what's changed in our relationship is, um, I don't know, it's almost like from your perspective, I feel like I told you a while ago, I was like, so now that I like know that it's okay for me to say if I need something, 
if I'm making some comment, I'm not making it to let you know that I need help with something unless I say, hey, can you help me with this? Like if I'm complaining that there's so many dishes in the sink, if I'm like, golly, there's so many dishes in the sink, that doesn't mean you need to get your butt up over there and go do the dishes. It means that that's just what's in my head. If I meant that I wish you would do the dishes, I would say, hey, I have a lot of work to do. Could you help with the dishes? Yes, And yes. that like takes some pressure off of you to not um, have to interpret and my, Mentally, yes. So the mental interpretation, the mental 70% miscommunication of, you know, because then I'm over there throwing dishes in the thing. And she's like, well, I didn't tell you that you had to do dishes. I was just expressing stress and, you know, my mm-hmm. mental stress or whatever. So, yeah, now it's gotten to the point where, one, we either, like, pick up on it visually and just do it and knock it out or two it's like hey i'm going to bed the dishes can stay there i'll get them in the morning or if you want to do them you can or you know we don't even say that necessarily i'm just like i'll do it or you say i'm gonna get it done and i'll be right behind you um i think that's more verbal part of it too is understanding that other people have needs and are entitled to be their own selves and when i know that you're on the right track in life it's easier for me to accept that and i think part of you taking responsibility for your own self is me removing my need to control you or like manipulate what Mm -hmm. you're doing or what was the word they said letting go of the need to manage yeah like managing you so when I'm like hey I don't care what you do like you do whatever you need to do then you're not like oh well she's not telling me to do anything and in the past that would be like cool I get a pass to just like play video games all day yeah but now you're using more mature adult like mental thoughts so you do the crap that needs to be done because you need to and want to or whatever. So. Golly, there was a, another acronym. I'm all about these acronyms lately, but I just saw somebody say, how would you give advice to my husband on expressing his feelings instead of saying I'm fine and bottling it up? And it's, there was an acronym for fine specifically about the, the you know, that's typically what guys do it's just oh I'm fine no I'm good I'm good don't worry about it da, da, da. and you mm-hmm. bottle it up bottle it up and then it, you end up exploding one day when something else happens but the acronym I can't remember but it was like uh, fine is really um, feeling something not expressing um, F-I-N-E feel I can't or, or f- finding ex- finding uh, gosh I'll have to find that and look it up, it up. Yeah, look up something like fine acronym, marriage, something like that. But it was it was really intriguing. I was like, oh, that's that's true. That's exactly what it means when you, somebody says I'm fine. But um, would you say that part of um, would you say that part of freaked out, insecure, neurotic, and emotional <laughs> <laughs> um, feelings inside not expressed? Feelings inside not expressed. That's exactly what somebody, when somebody says, I'm fine, that means they have feelings inside that are not expressed. Yes. So, um, But would you say, wouldn't you say that that's kind of a personal thing that has to be dealt with from, as a man, from coming from a past of being, like, you're you're fine. Just dust it off. Get up and dust it. Wipe some dirt on it and keep going. Living in a house of, like, you weren't express your... I don't know. Totally. I no, I, you know I, I totally know what you mean. And I would say, which another thing is so hard, is like um, therapy, I guess. I mean, they, how do you tell somebody that always says they're fine and they bottle up their emotions that they need to go to therapy? <laughs> like, no, I'm fine, I said it. Yeah. Like, there's no way that's going to happen. But it's just going to be, it's got to be one of those um, points in life where something happens or something clicks, I guess, and uh, then they're able to. 
open up and express their stuff. Or is it maybe that anytime he has expressed emotions, then it's been, I don't know, I know, like, I have a tendency to, if I'm like, what's wrong? Oh, I'm really pissed off because such and such. And I'm like, oh, well, did you do this? And did you ask this question? And well, maybe it wouldn't have happened if you, and then it's like, well, shoot, why'd I even tell her? Because now she's like giving me a lecture on how I could be feeling better, if I, you know, like yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe what's usually the reaction if... It's all about the ego and the pride and the, mm-hmm. the I'll build a fire, I'm mm-hmm. fine. that have helped you realize it's or like podcasts or anything that has helped you learn it's okay to like express your emotions or things that have been helpful for you um just a conglomeration of everything yeah Yeah, um i know that most of the time when people ask me specific things i'm usually like girl wash your face the book was like really good which i know it's not for guys as much it was helpful for you but dave's book's gonna be really good when it comes out i'm excited to see that (laughs) so plan to read that um, okay, another acronym here real quick uh, is SPEAK, the, and this kind of goes back to the whole communication thing and uh, learning to speak correctly to each other. The S is seeking permission to speak, wait for the right time. So it's like when you come in, or if I were to come in and you're there, it's like, let me just tell you about my night out with the boys, and oh my God, and you're like, oh my God, and, then, and as opposed to just walking in and being like, Okay, it looks like you've had a hard time. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about this later? And, you know, you, you don't, it's one of the, it goes back to the deal, don't jump into it type things. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Asking or waiting for the right time to talk about right, something. Right, right. Yeah. Um, that's, even with arguments too, there may be the whole like, I understand you're really frustrated right now. And what's the worst thing I could tell you when you're like expressing your emotions and feelings? Like, what's the thing that I used to, like, I sometimes still accidentally tell the kids. The, oh, the, calm down. Yes. You just calm down. And just calm down. Just, just calm, calm down. down. And like, that, like... It is not about me calming down right now. <laughs> <laughs> but so in that, in that uh, role-playing scenario, I could say, you know, I, I don't really understand right now. Let's, I, I really want to help you. I don't know, like kind of seek permission to talk about it later as or, opposed to telling you to just to calm down so you can ask, work on it yeah sorry I you. no yeah so you can work on it later um if you're if i don't understand right now and like i'm not in the headspace or whatever to like I, okay i can tell you're really upset about this right now and i've just got done like doing whatever i was doing like you know i don't know well and part of what's helped me with the kids but also in and i feel like i probably don't use it as much in our marriage as i should but asking instead of like going on ahead when your wife or your husband starts like ranting about some complaint or some issue or some th- something they have, um, either asking two different things, either asking like, do you want me to help you figure this out or do you just need me to listen? Because sometimes I do want you to like tell me or help me like figure this out. What do I need to do? Because I'm a fixer. All guys, yes. I think most guys are fixers. Like, and I just want to fix you the problem. Fix it. The first thing I I'm say like, is like, I literally oh, you could do this. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to do that. And then you get pissed off because you're like, why'd you ask? I'm like, I wasn't asking. I just literally wanted to tell you. Yeah. But then the other thing, if you don't have to want to have to be so specific, is just to say, 
like, oh, it sounds like you're really upset about that. What can I do right now to help you? Or what would make you feel better? Or something like that. Because sometimes I'm like, can you just, what, like, do you not see that I'm sad? Can you not come over here and give me a hug? <laughs> you know? And that's, again, a passive-aggressive way to say that. Do you not see that I'm sad? Why don't you come give me a <laughs> yeah. hug? Instead of just saying, it would really make me, I, I really just need a hug right now. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes your asking. wife or your husband just needs that. So asking, asking when they start freaking out and they're like, instead of saying just calm down (laughs) then saying like oh it sounds like you're really upset do you want me to listen or what can i do to help you right now yeah saying calm down literally is like throwing gas on a fire like uh, we mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. um so seek permission to speak p is uh present the issue talk about the details like this this is this really hurt me like what you said to me really hurt me so p present the issue yeah p present the issue like Mm -hmm. um uh, what you said around there, you kind of hurt my feelings. I would want to just, you know, you're when you have the permission to, or you like have a time to talk about it, and then you're you sit down and you say your feelings without mm-hmm. interrupting each other. That is another one. That's and that goes up. along with using the um, I language, which is something that I personally feel like I I naturally do that more now. But it used to be like. Well, you pissed me off because you did this, and when you didn't clean off the the, the table after dinner and you blame. left all your food, instead of saying, "I was really frustrated when I came in and I saw the dirty dishes on the counter." Yes, yes. Um, I just, to me, I took that as you were taking advantage of the fact that I was going to come back in later and do that. Um, and not using those absolutes either, like. You never put the dishes yeah, up. You yeah. always are leaving the dishes in the sink. Or, you know, those, those things that, as a guy hearing that, never and always is like, red flag, red yeah, flag, dukes yeah, up, let's yeah. go, you know? And I like, pull your gun out, and you fired a gun at me, I'm going to shoot you back type scenario. Mm-hmm. And that's just not good. So don't mm-hmm. use those absolutes. Um, what is that? Okay. That kind of goes into the E, though. Explore solutions. Ask open-ended questions listening without interruption so i'm bad about that <laughs> well i mean we just like are, you, the whole like eye language and then just hearing you out like don't interrupt and that's like one of the hardest things for real because you'll say something that triggers something to me and i'm like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. and then we, we get in a circular argument that just gets derailed um especially when the anger cycle is really high as far as are the um Heart rate is up there, and that's something else is knowing your physical cues. Uh, the A is acknowledgement of what you hear, hurt, upset, etc. Like, um, just taking, like, what we already kind of talked about, like, just taking the time to acknowledge that sounds like you're uh, upset about this mm-hmm. dishes mm-hmm. issue or whatever the case may be. Well, and I think as the person who's coming forth with a problem of saying, I was really frustrated when I came in here and saw the blah, blah, blah allowing the person time to respond and say like, oh, I just, you know, I got up because I had to go pee or, you know, whatever. And I was, I was planning to come back and get him or whatever. But as the person addressing the issue, I was really frustrated by this. And it seems like it's happened several times. It would help me if you could blank or, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe and not just saying, because I just, I feel like sometimes it's so vague if somebody's, saying something that bothers them about something you do, then it's like, if you if it's a pattern or something, you're like, well, I don't know well how else to be or how else to, you know, yeah. kind of offering a suggestion of, it would help me if 
we could work together on this or like I don't know yeah no totally like, like the the whole laundry thing <laughs> with me throwing it on the floor like right outside the basket oh gosh you, you say it all the time and you're like I've said that ten times and I think there's some things that you have to just like separate out I'm like I'm gonna get over the fact that you leave your laundry right next to the basket because it is now separate from my laundry basket. I have my own that I keep my right. laundry in the basket. You have yours where you can keep it on the floor if you want to. Um, can I just say this really quick to address this comment? So I said my husband gives me the silent treatment and I posted something on Instagram about this a long, long time ago and I don't even remember, I can't even tell you. But basically that that is a manipulative and emotionally abusive thing and mm -hmm. it's like especially if you have kids too like it definitely is it's it's not i guess it used to be something that was a problem for us and it was like a well this is just kind of what happens i mean it happened in my family i assume it happened in your family and it you know people would talk about it like it was just well whatever we're not talking and but, then life goes on and you're supposed to kind of forget about it and but until you educate yourself like search on youtube or wherever you like to listen to podcasts or whatever and search like silent treatment emotional abuse and look at the videos that explain why this is actually like emotionally abusive and why it is such a dangerous thing in relationships because it really opened my eyes to like seeing how damaging it was yeah you know and like, i didn't realize i mean again i didn't, i was so egotistical and prideful about it I didn't I was just doing what naturally came natural to me and like putting my uh, pride on the pedestal and in a sense it would it wasn't like I was because you would when we like try to work it out the next day or the two days later or three days later of literally not talking to each other but still having to get the kids ready for school and managing the kids and throwing the dishes in the sink really loud and you know or in the dishwasher really loud just to show them that you're doing this but still not saying anything after three days that's just like uh, just mentally draining and um it's, uh, it's emotional abandonment like kind of oh that's what you were describe. saying yeah you would say um i felt like you felt like i was punishing you yes when i did that and and my response was or my defense was that I, I just didn't know how to get back out of that silent bubble once I got in it. And so it was like, now awkward, you, like, what do I say? Yeah, because it was just like, I haven't talked to you in three days or two days. And just, I don't know. And the kids would be like, where's daddy? You know, and she's having to explain that to them. And um, now I think somebody was asking, do we ever argue in front of our kids? Yeah, we've argued in front of our kids. But the thing that we haven't done in front of our kids that well is apologize in front of our kids and not intentionally that we haven't apologized but i think a lot of times arguments get put like we're just gonna have to talk about this later so that we don't explode in front of the kids and fight dramatically in front of them and so that we let ourselves cool down mm -hmm. and so then when it gets resolved it's resolved in private like let's wait till they're asleep and we'll figure this out and i think did I, I, don't, I may have talked about this on a podcast or a live stream in the past but like there was uh, not too long ago I guess maybe it was a long time ago but I remember after learning all this and like feeling it and everything we had gotten in a little argument and then I went and picked the kids up oh yeah and we had apologized to each other like in the back in the bathroom 
the next morning, the next morning or something, you know, and hugged it out and made made up and all that. And then we come out just all happy go lucky, time to get the kids ready to go to school. But the night before, the kids saw us like arguing and silent treatment. But so I remember picking the kids up from school or taking them to school or something. And I was like, <clears throat> um, I apologized for hurting mommy's feelings last night. And Gaines was like, oh, you did, Daddy? That's so good of you. I'm so happy. Just hearing her say that made me realize, like, golly, I need to, like, talk about this more with them. Well, because yeah. we expect them. Like, they hurt each other. Yeah. Like, I'm like, go say you're sorry like, to your brother. Say you're sorry or whatever else. Um, and so but they're, like, they don't see that model to them. Um, so I think, you know, okay, I saw a comment. Hey, we, we haven't finished address. the word speak real quick. Ah, hold on. Can I address this real quick? Keep it focused. That's the K. Oh, shoot. This is not what we're doing here. We're not keeping it focused. So seek permission, present the issue, explore solutions, acknowledge what you hear, and then keep it focused. Don't bring up something from four years ago, ten years ago, fifteen years ago. Yes, we can talk about um, that, too. But anyway, okay, so now go back. You just had to get get out of that box. Yeah, get out of that box. Okay, but what I was going to say is this comment that somebody said, um, I agree silent treatment is abuse. Bad thing is, because of it, I can't function at work or at home. And so, like, if you look into this and educate yourself, that is a big part of why it is abusive because it's actually, like, a form of manipulation and control because as the person on the receiving end of like, why aren't they talking to me? Like, when, what, what do I, when are they going to come back? When are they going to say something? Like, should I say something? What should I do? What did I do? Did I even do something wrong? And you're constantly thinking about it. And so it's basically kind of controlling your thoughts. And the person who's being silent doesn't, I mean, maybe they do, but I don't know that they always even necessarily realize how impactful that is mm-hmm. and I would also like to say too that I like don't blame you and have resentment and all of that for the things like I feel like when we're talking about this that it's like all this shame on you but I'm not I don't oh, feel I, are that you way. talking like, about me I don't I'm reading yeah. comments no. sorry I'm just no, I'm, no, <laughs> no, I'm just I, saying it like, doesn't hurt me anymore because like I am like totally on board with it now like I get what you're saying well and that's why I feel like when people say like how do you get over the resentment and the anger and um you know it's taken me a while to do that but I think part of that and part of this came from that book I love you but I don't trust you is once we kind of understood things from each other's perspective and I realized that you realized why I was hurting me Mm -hmm. then it was easier for me to not like hold resentment towards you yes yes Um, somebody said silence is golden golden if you're getting nowhere at the moment of the argument yes if you have boundaries to that if you do it appropriate or correctly or whatever yeah it's like like we've gotten to where you can feel your blood our blood pressure boiling and it's about to blow up and it's like okay I just need a 10 minute break and we can talk about this and if you even have to schedule the time to talk about it that would be good too Mm -hmm. Because the silent treatment, the worst part about that, when I would just disappear and go upstairs, is you had no idea when I would return. Mm -hmm. But with the communication that we now have and the repair that we've worked on and um, everything that we've gone through is you know that, okay, you just need a break, but you will be back. Mm-hmm. As opposed to not knowing when I would come out of that silent bubble for three days or whatever. Well, and setting kind of a time limit on it, because even if you're like, yeah. we'll just have to talk about this later, well, then the other person's left going like, okay, well, crap, when is later going to be? So saying either like, okay, I need 10 minutes or I need 20 minutes or... Um, 
as soon as the kids go to bed or you know whatever the the timeline guideline is and I remember not long ago like a couple this is something we're like currently still working through but a couple months ago talking about this in therapy and she was like well what if um you know you said well let's let's talk about this after the kids go to bed or whatever and I'm like yeah and I've done that before and then I'll come down first after putting one of the kids to bed then you come down and then nobody says anything. And so then I'll ask you the next day, well, why did you never say anything? And you're like, well, you were working on something. I don't want to interrupt you. I'm like, well, you we, you said we were going to talk about it later. And, you and that's just it. me putting blame on some something else. When I could have taken the manly initiative, the husband role, the prideful, or not pride, like taking my pride off my shoulders and said, okay, let's discuss this and work it out, you know, as opposed to, and that is just, it's just, well, and I think we, I think we also are overcoming a little bit of like past uh, patterns of like if we would bring it up again, it would turn into a, a, another bigger fight, or it would be like, why are yeah. you bringing this back up? This was from three days ago, but well, because it's still affecting me, you know. Like I, I need to. It's not that everything has to be like totally resolved, but you do have to kind of at least discuss, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and get past it. So, um, good stuff uh, there. So yeah, yeah just, yeah. uh, don't, uh, what was the K again? keep it focused. Focus. So don't bring Focus. stuff up from three days ago. <laughs> no, yeah. But that's why you set the like 10 minute, 20 minute, whatever timeline. Yeah. On it. Yeah. You don't want to go over 24 hours. I no. guess. I don't know. And, oh, and that's yeah. another thing is like the whole 24 hour rule or like the don't go to bed mad rule. I was yeah, in therapy. Was I was in therapy learning about this or getting some learn, getting my learn on with this is, um, you know, the Bible says don't go to bed mad. And so we always look at that like we can't turn the lights off or we can't, you know, we have to finish this argument. Or I'm going to leave the nightstand light on until you come in here and apologize or we make up or whatever the case may be. But if you read it, I think is how I interpreted this in therapy was it says don't go to bed mad. It doesn't say with your spouse. It's talking about yourself. So as long as your heart rate is calmed down, as long as you're calmed down, as long as you're mentally stable and focused and right with yourself and God, then you're not going to bed mad. So you can wake up and apologize, take the pride off your shoulders and move on with the day. Like so, I, mean, and I was I was like, what? It says yeah. don't go to bed mad without. Oh, yeah, that don't hit me. I was like, your anger or something like yeah, that. something like that. Like it was just like, I've interpreted it all my life as like me and my wife can't go to bed mad. And then, well, and it's frustrating because sometimes it's not the best time to have a discussion when everybody's exhausted and exactly. tired. And like, if we could all just go to sleep, we will wake up happier. And I understand the whole thing of like, you never know what's going to happen in the night and they may not wake up the next morning and all that. But you can also do more damage by continuing an argument when everybody is not in their right minds, when they're mm-hmm. like, you know, beyond mad and everything else. And It's almost like your time to meditate or pray or whatever you do. And get focused on yourself and work on yourself mentally and emotionally and spiritually and don't go to bed mad with yourself. And then you can focus on what the issue is at hand the next day like, with your Like, you spouse. know, dealing with your own internal thoughts and figuring out how you're going to address this tomorrow and have a, you know, mm-hmm. kind of work it out, work it out with, with yourself. So, um, yeah. 
Yes, yes, yes. Good stuff there. Good takeaways. Yes, Clip it. Yes, put it yes, on your sorry. podcast or something. Yeah. yeah. If y'all want to hear this without having to watch the video, then I'll put <laughs> it on the podcast. All right. And that is what I did. I put it here on the podcast. Apologies for the audio that was not fabulous. I do not know. I think maybe there was like a baby monotron in the background or something. I don't know why the audio had some something going on in the background, um, but we will work on that for next time. Thank you guys again so much for all the support and love and wonderfulness all along the way. I really, really appreciate it. Um, like I said at the beginning, if you want to check us out with our daily vlogs, see more about our family, you can find us on YouTube at Cullen and Katie. Um, you can find my YouTube channel with a lot of my journey at Katie on the flip side on YouTube. And you can also find us on Instagram. My Instagram is KatiePie07 and Cullen Cullen is Culligan. Two seven, so you can find us there. Love to connect with you guys. Love to hear from you guys. Hear your thoughts and feelings on all the things that we discussed. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye.